Welcome back to another episode of the Gracie Payne Show. I'm your host. Today we're going to be talking about the pro-choice movement. We're going to do a deep dive into their goals, their beliefs, and the problems, and the sol- and also what they're actually doing good. I think most people won't acknowledge what they're doing right and why they seem to be winning. But their mistakes will cost them this their movement. On Thursday, May 4th, I attended a counter-protest for a pro-choice rally that was taking place on the steps of the Utah State Capitol building. There were less than 10 of us counter-protesting versus 1,500 pro-choice activists. We were outnumbered greatly. This, however, did not stop us from making our presence known amongst the protesters. Each of us were debating, holding signs, and chanting, overturn row. We were obviously not welcome there. A few people tried pushing members in our group and started to get violent. Luckily, no one was hurt and the violence quickly de-escalated. After I got back home to a safe place, I pondered about this experience that I just had. And I have several thoughts that I want to share with you today. Number one, the pro-choice movement isn't as unified as you would think. I attended March for Life for the first time in 2020. This was before COVID took over the nation and the world, in fact. There were thousands of people marching of different religions, ages, and ethnicities. They put their beliefs aside religiously to march together for the lives of the unborn. In that place, I felt unified with the people marching alongside me. And I can describe that feeling. It was overjoyed that we were standing for life. However, on Thursday, a pro-choice protester started trying to get physically violent with one of the men in our group. Another pro-choicer stepped in, broke up the fight, and told everyone to not get violent. The the pro-choice protester who broke up the fight was immediately berated by other protesters. We told them, he is on your side. The man left as quickly as he got there. No one touched us after that. Countless videos have surfaced about pro-choicers turning on one another and some even resorting to violence. Out of all the rallies and events I've ever been to, I've never once seen a fight break out from two people on the same side. The movement is divided in the pro- for pro-choice. You have different people who want to be peaceful and you have these people who want a reason to fight. Number two, some pro-choicers do actually care about women and want them to be able to have rights. They are passionate about women being able to continue having rights and are afraid of what would happen if the Supreme Court decision is final. That being said, they are being used and manipulated by the abortion industry. The industry has spent millions of dollars in marketing and advocacy to spread false information about abortion and the pro-life movement. They have framed abortion as a woman's right, even a human right. Anyone with a basic understanding of rights knows that denying someone, that denying life to someone will never be a right. You do not have the right to take someone else's life away. Most of these activists don't understand that. And almost all of them agree that it isn't a life. It is really sad to see how many people believe the unborn aren't alive and don't have rights. What's even more sad is to see how many people know it is a life 
acknowledge that it's a life and think that they should kill it anyways. That's heartbreaking. Number three, I will give the pro-choice community some credit for this one. They gather a lot of numbers. There were 1,500 people at that protest. 1,500. That is a lot for a small place like Utah, especially with it being a red state. However, in this case, quality is better than quantity. What we're seeing these protesters do to the churches and going to the justices' houses is unacceptable. Vandalizing churches and disrupting worship services? It's funny because the same people who were shouting separation of church and state were the ones going to these worship services while people were trying to exercise their right to worship how they please that is actually guaranteed in the constitution unlike abortion and disrupting them and preventing them from doing so we or well i wouldn't say we because some pro-lifers aren't trump supporters or part of the republican party were called the most extreme political movement by the president of the united states while they are vandalizing rioting and harming others CNN even published an article that warned people about the far-right extremists that are going to be violent if this stays, if the Supreme Court decision stays. The far-right? These protesters are going to burn down the cities again like that happened in the Summer of Love in 2020. And the far-right is the one that people are worried about? I believe that this movement pro-choice movement will be seen for what they are soon and finally some pro-choicers actually want to have a civilized conversation now there aren't many of these people who are willing to do so i had an excellent conversation with a pro-choice protester on thursday she and i agreed on various things and both got a better understanding for what we both advocate for we cleared up the misconception that the pro-life movement wants to control women we don't All we want to do is protect the rights and the lives of the unborn. That doesn't mean we're going to ban contraceptions, throw mothers who miscarry into jail. And I think it's funny that people believe that if the pro-life movement actually wanted to control women, we would be advocating for mandatory chastity belts and preventing women from having sex. If we really wanted to care about women's bodies, we would force them from the job force and have them stay home. But is that what we're doing? No. All we're saying is that you can't kill your child. That's all we're saying. And they treat that as we're taking every right that was given to women over history all the way at the same time. They were acting when when the leak was announced. They were acting as if abortion was banned forever. That it was gone. And that's not what happened. And a lot of them are saying that this is taking 10 steps back for women's rights. This isn't going back in history for women's rights. This is correcting a mistake that was made almost 50 years ago. And what's funny to me is that they're saying men shouldn't make laws about my body. 
But then when said that Roe v. Wade was decided by nine men, they say, well, because it was the right decision. Okay, if you don't want men making laws about your bodies, you shouldn't support it no matter what law it is. If you really are sticking to that, if that is the hill you are willing to die on, saying that men should not make laws about women's bodies, then don't support then don't support all laws made by men about women's bodies. That's hypocritical. And it's saying that, oh, a man can make a law about my body as long as I agree with it. And that's utter bull crap. In fact, a woman even voted for the overturn for overturning Roe versus Wade, which is Amy Coney Barrett. What is funny to me is how they say that pro-lifers don't care about children after they're born, that they don't adopt. Amy Coney Barrett has adopted two children. I believe it's two. It could be three. But she and her family have adopted. And actually, statistically speaking, Christian conservatives are more likely to adopt. This is a false misconception about pro-life. And I know I was going to talk about the pro-choice movement. I was sorry, I went on that tangent. Another thing about the pro-choice movement, they're not willing to play nice. They want you. They want you to be threatened. They want your jobs to be threatened. Some of them even want your lives to be threatened. Can't tell you how many messages I got just over the past week saying that I should kill myself or that someone should do it for me. What's pro-woman about that? What's pro-woman about wishing rape upon another woman? It's not. It's absolutely not. Also, what's pro-woman about vandalizing a pregnancy resource center? A center that helps women in crises. Can you imagine if that happened to a Planned Parenthood? How many people would freak out and how they would call for an immediate investigation of that? No, I'm not saying that people who are pro who are pro-life and have caused violence against. Sorry, let me rephrase that. I absolutely condemn any pro-lifer who makes any violent attempts on someone who is pro-choice or abortion facility or hurts someone because of that. That's ridiculous. You shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do that to a basic human being. The pro-choice movement and the pro-life movement have never been so divided. We're so divided right now that people can't even have civil conversations without other people interrupting or even having them in the first place. They just want to bash and say, oh, you don't support women. Okay, if you're going to be telling me that I need to go, that someone is, sorry, if you're telling me that you wish rape upon me, you're not pro-woman. Shut up about being that way. Shut up about saying that you're pro-woman when you're wishing violence upon another woman. You don't care. You only care when it fits your agenda, when that woman fits your mold. Which is funny, because women are supposed to be free thinkers, according to the left. But if you don't think like them, you're the enemy. And that's what a lot of women Republicans or conservatives and minority conservatives Republicans have dealt with because they don't want to fit into the mold. And that means that you're an enemy to them and that there will be a target on your back. Now I'm sending out a warning or caution, not a warning. A caution seems less um, scary. 
And I do not want to fear monger. And I do not want to intend. I don't want to scare people. I'm not, I'm not Planned Parenthood. I'm not these people. I'm going to proceed with caution about this. In the next coming days, you're going to be threatened. There is going to be threats. Churches are going to be attacked. Your faith will be attacked. Your beliefs will be attacked. Your family might be attacked. And heaven forbid, your lives are under attack. Because you believe that you shouldn't take another life. How messed up is that? That you believe that you should not take another life. And you should allow these children to have lives. The right to life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. That you believe that. And people want to take away your life. They want to hurt you. And then they're saying that you want to control. What's more controlling? Saying that you don't want someone to die a horrific death. Or, or someone taking away your right to life. What's more controlling? Not letting a woman... Not let letting her not take responsibility for the actions that she made. For someone quotes me out of that. We're talking about most cases, which is 85% of abortions are because of birth control. They're used as birth control, which is not what it should be. Women and men need to step up. Our country is at a decline. More people are dying than children that are being born in the United States. We're at a decrease right now. And they're celebrating. They're celebrating the downfall of our society. And chanting it. Oh, sorry. Championing the downfall of our society. And they're cheering. They're cheering it because they want a new world order. That is what they want. Like I said earlier, I believe some, I believe there are still good people in the pro-choice movement. However, it doesn't make your movement look good when you're hurting people, and not just the unborn. People who advocate for the rights of the unborn. You're hurting them because they believe that it's a life. If any of you who are pro-choice and listening right now, I want you to, I want you to look up what an abortion is. Not on the Planned Parenthood's website. They're going to describe the unborn baby as pregnancy tissue. And that's something they have done. You can go to www.abortionprocedures.com. They're a doctor, an OBGYN by the name of Anthony Leventino, I believe that's his name, explains pretty much every abortion procedure that goes on. And some people might say, oh, this is inaccurate, this is biased. This is a doctor who's performed these procedures. He's done it himself. He is responsible for thousands of deaths. And he's come back from that and repented. And if you or anyone that you know, sorry, if any woman who is listening in and you've had an abortion, 
my, my DMs are open. You can message me, and for those who feel regret, we can help you for healing. We can help you with healing because you deserve to be healed. Because you're not, that doesn't define you. Whether you're not, you have an, you've had an abortion doesn't define you. The way you make things right is what defines you. All right. Thank you for listening in today. I got a little bit passionate because I am very passionate about this issue. I believe the right to life begins at conception. It's your God-given right. The right to life is more of a human right than abortion will ever be. And that's just the facts. Thank you for listening in again. If you want, go on to subscribe to hear more from the Gracie Payne Show. And follow me on Instagram if you haven't already. It's G-R-A-C-E-Y-A-N-N-E-1776. Thank you and enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you.